the children's Tylenol should be <laughs> kicking in here pretty soon. I need some children's Tylenol. About <laughs> five or six. How's it going? <laughs> it's going okay. Excellent. I thought I was going to do a do a thing, and then I realized, oh wait, we gotta do our thing. <laughs> gotta do the intro. First things first. That's fine. Yes. It's just called Two Brothers. That's the name <laughs> the, of the podcast oh, you're listening to. Right at the beginning. Wow, that's a bold <laughs> move. <laughs> well, I have that. Uh, oh wait, I don't have it. That's right, because you did the show topics uh, list this time. Uh, I mean, I so did a bunch of them. Yeah. You didn't copy the first thing, which is. Introduce the show, fools. Yeah, I don't. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe I'll remember if I have that straight in memory. It's our thing now, though. <laughs> we'll see. Our thing is we have no thing whatsoever. Right. That's, I mean, it's kind of like that. Two well, middle-aged white guys discuss pop culture. <laughs> oh, it's been done Who could before. could be doing that? <laughs> it's so crazy, it just might work. <laughs> hey, we better do a correction corner. Yeah, Let's get that over with. So, correction corner. Yeah, there. Uh, I noticed a couple of things. N- number one, uh, Pink Floyd's Animals. Dogs is a part of side one, not side mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. That's that's a thing. That seems like a bold move um, <laughs> for a for an album back in the day. If oh. you're to put that right on the. The first side. Not for prog yeah. rock bands, though. Their yes was doing it. And they did it. Yeah. It's it's it was no big deal. Um, mm. It was a but it was very long. It's like seventeen minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, super long. Those DJs could really go out and get a sandwich from the. <laughs> no, from the but corner, nobody played this on the radio. <laughs> um, very rarely. Some some rock stations, I guess, would play it. I may have heard it on klpx in tucson might have heard it on a late night Mm -hmm. thing that's possible Mm -hmm. but generally yeah they wouldn't they wouldn't just play that there there were some shorter songs um there's a song called pigs three different ones roger waters sing and that is generally what they would play from animals because it's i don't know four minutes long something Mm -hmm. like that well how long is um stairway to heaven um, That's good known question. to be like an extra long one that they would play on the radio. Yeah, no, it like, is. Like surprisingly long for a radio. But not as long song. as you might think. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, seven or eight, maybe seven minutes, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, eight minutes, two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one of those they'd play if they have to go to the can. Mm-hmm. And uh, every song on that self titled Led Zeppelin album is just great. <laughs> Every single one. There is not a bad song on that album. All right. Black Dog, Rock and Roll, Battle of Evermore, Stairway to Heaven, Misty Mountain Hop, Four Sticks, Going to California, When the Levee Breaks. Everything on that album is great. And it's uh-huh. and it moves. It's it's it it switches genres and styles. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, yeah, brilliant. One of the few five-star albums in in rock history. Mm. Without question. You said you had a uh, correction corner number two. Yeah, because uh, I also made a mistake. An aperitif oh, yeah. is a before dinner drink mm-hmm, in France. Mm-hmm. It's not an after dinner drink. Yeah, so um, more of an appetizer. That's right. It's probably a similar word. It's a post-work, sure. relax before dinner drink. Oh, okay, so not appetizer. But it might, they might be a, a similar route. 
It could be. Possibly. Sure. Possibly. But, um, but the after dinner idea, we might have got fooled because it starts with a mm-hmm. sound. Up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Possibly. It's yeah. embarrassing because I studied French, but still. <laughs> what's going um, on with you? What's happening? What's go- uh, let's see. We might as well go right into the rural report. Okay. We, Megan just bought ten baby chicks. What uh, today? Yeah, right. so chicken uh, farm. I I tell you, we're we're uh, <laughs> rapidly becoming an egg ranch yes. here. Uh, so she has seven uh, chickens, seven hens, mm-hmm. and one of them over the past um, at least a week now she's been brooding. Uh, she hardly hardly leaves the nest box, which wow. is to say she won't leave the nest box okay. unless I pick her up. You know, I physically move her out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I force her outside, get some fresh air, you crazy <laughs> chicken. Uh, anyway, um, so, so she's brooding. This uh-huh. is what happens when they, they want to, uh, to raise, uh, you know, hatch and incubate some egg right. creatures. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so Megan said, well, why not? We'll get her, you know, get some chicks. Uh-huh. And then, so she just tonight, uh, or rather today, she went to the, the farm store and all the, you know, baby chicks are in, tis the season. Oh. And she, she bought 10 chicks of a surprising variety out there. Uh-huh. And she just now came back in from moving the, the brooding hen into her own little, uh, well, it's a dog crate, but she put a little nest in there, you uh-huh. know, some hay and, and so forth. So she can be in there on her own. Nobody's going to bother her. So she'll let her uh, hang out in there for a little bit. And after, actually, after we're done recording tonight, after about an hour, we're going to go in and kind of sneak the, she's, she's got a couple eggs that she's been sitting on for a few days, but of course there's no rooster, so they're not fertilized. Right. Uh, but you go in there and you, you, you take the eggs and put some chicks under her and then she just, you know, like discovers, Oh, I raised these. (laughs) I made these chicks. These are mine. So she'll, uh, she'll sort of sit on them, keep them warm. They'll hang out under her and, uh, when they're ready and they'll, they'll be part of the tribe. Wow. Yeah. Weird. There may or may not be a rooster in there. It's hard to tell. (laughs) Right. Sure. 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 Can't quite tell when they're chicks, if they've been sexed. They, Uh, They were or they weren't. They supposedly are, but sometimes, you know, sometimes they slip through. Yeah, right. you know they're pretty small. Mm-hmm. Those peni, right? Um, Chloe but guy. There's a yeah, yeah. There, there's one. Oh shoot, I can't. It's a something giant. I can't remember the breed. Something mm-hmm. giant, which is the largest breed of chicken, uh-huh. and they can get up to like 13 pounds <laughs> for the rooster. Scary. And uh, 10 pounds for the hens. So they're typically used <laughs> wow. as uh, for that as is, meat. That's kind of big. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. It's like a wait. Q uh, <laughs> Q Kramer's in. Look at the size of his bird. It looks like a dog with a glove on his head. <laughs> well, they brought the ringer in to fight little Jerry Seinfeld. I don't remember that. Uh, little Jerry Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> when they were at the cockfight. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll cue that if you replace all that uh, sure. backstory if you... Sure, sure. If you can. But, of course, it reminds me of the cartoon, you know, with the dog with the glove on his head, yeah. the Foghorn Leghorn cartoon. Right. So, yeah, so... There's a real report. Okay, then. Well, then. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Also today, that's not the other big news. Uh-huh. So we've got to find a theme song for the old man news. <laughs> the old man report. 
I had my first uh, colonoscopy today. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Huzzah! Everyone is excited to learn all about oh, man. it. You guys, uh, <laughs> they said, you know, they, they put the oxygen thing in my nose mm -hmm. and I had an IV going. And, um, oh, well, I did the super colon blow last night, right. overnight. <laughs> why you, uh, well, I did, explain why you call it that. <laughs> Back in the 80s, Phil Hartman was on a Saturday Night Live sketch, huh. a hilarious and uh, <laughs> one of the all-time classic Saturday Night Live sketches. Yes, a fake uh, ad. Sketches of, of, of a commercial for yes. uh, colon blow cereal. <laughs> right. Which right? Are, in, in, in response to, um, I think it was like, you know, all these brand cereals that were coming out to. Sure. You know, uh, fiber was really good for you, you know, to clean you out. Yeah. And so they just went all in and said, colon blow. <laughs> it would take over 30,000 bowls to eat that much You'd have to eat 10 bowls a day every day for eight and a half years. Wow. I think I get the picture. Colon blow must be the highest fiber cereal on the market. Not anymore. Now that there's new super colon blow. Super colon blow? It would take over two and a half million bowls of your oat brand cereal to equal the fiber content of one bowl of Super Colon Blow. I'm convinced. Colon Blow and you in the morning. Colon Blow and new Super Colon Blow. Warning, may cause abdominal distension. Consult a physician. So I drank the colon blow, and then round two was the super colon blow. Mm -hmm. But you still haven't explained what that is. What, like, what does it do? Yeah, it's a drink that uh, turns everything to, of your insides to liquid, and uh, you know, uh -huh. twenty-five to thirty minutes later, floosh. Yeah, sort of convulses you your intestines to expel everything in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when they uh, stick the camera inside you. <laughs> when they stick the camera up your butthole, they don't get any rude surprises. Right. right. <laughs> so they can see what's actually on there. Right. So, uh, so there it is. Right then. So apparently everything was, that um, eh, doesn't matter. We, we don't need to tell, mean, tell these people about the You might as well say everything was a-okay. That's nice. That's everything would seem to be, well, I don't know if it was. Uh, oh. Everything would seem to be okay. There were a couple of little uh, little polyps in there that he uh -huh. snipped. And they'll send those it's off to the lab. Strange. He said, uh, pretty, pretty unlikely it'd be. He's going to cut off some bits of you and yep. send them to the lab. He, he showed me pictures of the little guys. He called them little guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a world, people. Right. What a world. I'm next, I'm sure. I mean, it was, it was uh, I don't know if it was 4K, but it was pretty high def. <laughs> HD colon. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, sure. Oh, hey, this, by the way, uh, in the background, we've got round two of the Little girl, she's down for for night night. But, uh, um, sure, she is. She's complaining. <laughs> it, we went to daylight saving time, mm -hmm. so it stayed yeah. light. It was our, you know, still light when we right. uh, put her to bed. Like this is so insanity. Like, what are you? What are you trying to pull? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this so. makes no sense. Yes, <laughs> we know it makes no sense, and yet here we are. Here we are. You don't have to go to sleep, but <laughs> yes. you should try to be quiet. Right. <laughs> Got a music share? I do have a music share. And this is kind of a weird one for me because it's not popular music. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not popular music in America. Well, it's not popular popular music to white America. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I came across a group somehow. I don't even remember how. Uh, called Mariachi Primera Costa. Mm -hmm. And what's the name of the, the dude? Um, Goliath Flores. Goliath Flores is the leader of oh. this group. 
Okay. And uh, Philip Pan is the is the violinist, and uh, I th- I think he's Asian. Yes. So they, there was a um, I was listening to an interview with uh-huh. them, and they were kind of laughing it up about an Asian being in a mariachi <laughs> right. yeah. group. Yeah. Very unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a trio, and there's mm-hmm. a, you know there's a singer guitarist. A violinist and a guitaron player, and a guitaron yeah. is—it's a very large guitar. It's like a pregnant guitar yeah. in a lot of ways, and it plays the bass line. Right. So. It's a—I think it's four string, right? It's um six strings. Six, six string, okay. Yeah. Six string, but very short neck. The outer strings are an octave apart, so there's a uh, an A, uh-huh. D, G, C, E, and then another A. Okay, so. Uh, they they have a collection of songs and it's a, it's really good stuff and mm-hmm. um, it's a mix of uh, traditionals traditional mariachi music and originals that Goliath wrote and this is one called El Roble. I do like the originals on, on the album, but he's he's good in all all the forms. Yeah, it's not your typical typical uh, like traditional Guadalajara mariachi, <laughs> right? You know. Well, there's no brass. Terrible impersonation. So that's a that's a new thing, and and that's something he he explains that you know he tried he wants to try to bring to the form, like one foot in the traditional and one foot in the new. What are you know? This traditional music is great, and he loves it. But you know, what is what is the new thing for mariachi? Mm-hmm. Like, what can he bring to modern context? So, uh, yeah, I'm very, I was very intrigued and um, impressed by them. Yeah, and it's a, the, you know, it's sort of, it's a little different the changes and and the mm-hmm. progress of the song, if you like. Mm-hmm. It's uh, keeps you uh, keeps you guessing. But also engaged. Right, yeah. It's a little more so laid back and, a little uh, bit. and smooth. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah for sure. Nice. And I didn't, uh, it, I didn't miss the, the lack of brass. You know, they're they're their own thing. Mm-hmm. So um, good for them. Awesome. Uh, sure. A little, <laughs> as they say, a little bit different from me. But um, but yeah, that caught my ear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. I've been, uh, well, I've played in a couple of mariachi groups, more traditional yes, have. styles. Mm-hmm. Um, my trumpet. In there, um, Mariachi Una Voz in Tempe, right. Arizona, um, which was a youth uh, a youth mariachi that was sta- started by a couple teachers that I uh, I worked with in one of our school districts yeah. where I was several years ago. And um, uh, one is a an orchestra teacher 
So he was in charge of all the uh, the overall and the strings. Yeah. And then one of them was a uh, general music teacher, and so and she was also fluent in Spanish, a Latina. So uh, she was in charge of the singers, uh, all the vocals, and then I was the trumpet player, so I was in charge of the brass, and we. Nice. We put it together there with with kids from our school district, just sort of a after school club mm-hmm. that they started. And then when um, two of us moved on to other school districts, and then the other two people they still still got together in Tempe and started this other more like a Saturday group, and it grew into I think they have three levels now. They got a beginning, intermediate, and an advanced group of kids. About I think they're almost up to a hundred kids now in the program. Oh, and the the woman that was doing the vocals, her husband is a guitar player. He works with the guitars, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, nice. so it was a pretty neat, neat little team. Really nice, Did you, nice folks. Could you sort of teach them how to do the traditional vibrato? It's a very sort of slow, wide yeah. uh, vibrato for the brass parts. It is, yeah. You, uh, you gotta be, you can, there's two ways to do it, and um, I learned to just kind of shake. I'm moving the trumpet back and forth into and away uh-huh. from my lips slightly as, yeah. you're, as you're playing. Yeah, and, and it varies uh, to the tone. Vibrato. It mm-hmm. goes, and then the other, changes the pitch. Right, and then the other one is to do it with with lip. <laughs> I learned it with uh, actually moving my hand, and uh, I find that easier to do the a wider mm-hmm. vibrato. Right, and we should mention that mariachi is, has no like real direct word translation. It's just the name, mm-hmm. mainly. I mean, there may be a literal translation somewhere, but but in general, it like kind of it's not uh, it's not understood to be like Mexican traditional music. It's right. it's just the name that they've labeled this traditional form, right? Which yeah. and to to back off of it, traditional, you know, going back to maybe the 18th century, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or at least 19, early 19th, a- maybe 18th century, sure. Okay, yeah, in in various areas of Mexico, mm-hmm. mostly. So yeah. pretty early on, but the the Spanish brought the guitars and their their musical tradition over, right. and then it just kind of evolved from there. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. In the new country. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. And I've always been fascinated by the fact that, you know, Mexican popular music includes these traditional forms. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's fascinating to me. Because we don't generally do that. Right. The right. folk tradition is, is alive, you know, and prominent in Mexican popular music. And among, yeah. you know, among Mexicans, that is a, that is a popular form. Mm-hmm. Whereas for us, the folk tradition is kind of a fringe element. Yeah, we our folk songs are more rele- relegated to um, elementary school <laughs> yeah. music, right? You know, as you're as you're learning, because they're you know a simpler yeah. form or uh, folk musicians, yeah. and then folk musicians, yeah, yeah. Um, except for the patriotic stuff. <laughs> yes, so. right. When you learn, and when you're in chorus and choir in in school, mm-hmm. <laughs> you learn those those traditional songs, mm-hmm. as long as they're not you know the dirty ones. <laughs> well. Some of them find that find out that uh-huh. on the playground. <laughs> well, apparently we were told that Oye Como Va by Santana uh-huh. was had some kind of dirty connotation, but I don't. I just don't, oh really? I can't hear uh-huh. it when I, I when never I read the lyrics. One. I was like, this isn't really that bad. Was, what oh. the, what's the problem? Well, I heard from a, a friend of a friend. Uh-huh. His mother. Well, they they asked his mother, "How's this? How's this work?" Because she was she was fluent uh-huh. uh, in Spanish, and she said, "No, Oye Como Va. It's." Here's how it goes. Right. You know, like my song. This is, yeah. Mi ritmo. Yeah, my, mm-hmm. my, my rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's my rhythm. Yeah, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah. You know, that's basically about it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just playing a groove. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, um, speaking of mariachi, mm -hmm. I went to the International Mariachi Conference in Tucson one uh, back in 1986. <laughs> you sure did. Um, my graduation year, uh -huh. and Linda Ronstadt was uh, was there. Yeah. To to participate in that, she's done numerous things. As we, did wait, did we play that bit? Uh, it was um, uh -huh. on uh, the Plow King the other the Plow King. Show. Yeah. Um, well, because <laughs> yeah, her father. <laughs> who was a one-time chief of police in Tucson, in Tucson. Mm -hmm. um, was big into traditional Mexican music. So um, for some reason, that, that's, that was a thing. Yeah. So she grew up with, with uh, some of that, learning some of those songs. Mm -hmm. And she did it. I don't know if it's just one album. I think it's just one album, right? Canciones de mi padre? Mm. I think no, it's just one. She, she, she did one. She, she did uh, Frenesi was another one. I have okay, that album. Okay. So right. she's, done, she's done at least two mm -hmm. and maybe more since then. She's, right, she, right, uh, right. Or she's not singing now. We are very loosely connected to her yes, through right. a high school <laughs> friend. No, uh, it wasn't. I mean, I knew of him at uh -huh. school. I didn't really know him. Was he in your class? Phil nah, I Ronstadt? barely met him. But he was in choir, yeah. and I was in ah, band. And yeah. I just, I've just met him a couple times through, mm -hmm. you know, in passing. Uh, one of her cousins, right? Uh, we knew, like Ronstadt. Phil, oh, yeah. Yeah. Phil Ronstadt. Mm -hmm. So hey, Phil, if you're out there, uh, we know you. Yeah, <laughs> not really, but yeah, yeah. High five, go. Cue, well, thing, cue our school song. Uh, no, let's not do that. <laughs> okay. Time is wearing on. You also have a music share. What is it? I have a music share that is uh, a, a, speaking of trumpet players, uh, an amazing screaming trumpet player named James Morrison. From he's an Australian guy. Yeah. Australian screaming jazzer, right. but in the tradition of Maynard Ferguson <laughs> as a one of the um, Maynard Ferguson and uh, and Cat Anderson mm -hmm. super screaming high note guys yeah. uh, in jazz, right. um, James Morrison came along from Australia and, sure. and hit the scene, and he is uh, playing this bit called <laughs> La Belle Claire Blues. Okay. There you go. And uh, not only is he uh, a great trumpeter, but interestingly, on this particular album uh, called Snappy Doo, he plays all of the wind parts and piano. So he's playing trumpets, trombones, saxophones, and the piano parts. He has with him uh, a bass guitar and drummer. Yeah. And then everything else is him. Nice. So <laughs> a multi instrumentalist, right. to be sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's fun. Well, that fills in the brass for, for my share. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, speaking of sharing music, uh -huh. uh, I intend to share some music with my students here in the, in the uh, near future. I'm going to start learning uh, ukulele, which is to say ukulele. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I've got a bunch over in my, in my room, but I've never mm -hmm. taken a guitar class. Yeah. Uh, didn't have to do that as part of my music education. I'm very surprised um, by that. Methods that some, mm -hmm. some schools do, some, some don't. Mm -hmm. right. So I'm, I'm kind of behind the eight ball. 
mm-hmm. general music land for not just being able to pick up my guitar and strum away with some folk tunes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to start with something a little bit easier and uh, go with the ukulele. Also, there are about 20 ukuleles over in the corner of my room huh. just waiting to be used. So Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Huh. So a previous teacher had, had gotten them. Oh, I see. For the school. I see. I see. Sure. And uh, apparently, they've had that in in years past, but mm-hmm. now they lay forlorn. Mm-hmm. So I should uh, re- revitalize that. Yeah. For for the kiddos. Oh yeah. It's a pretty right. fun, fun thing. And, yeah. Um, everything I've I've uh, seen about it in with folks that use it in their classrooms uh-huh. uh, say they have a great time. I one of my favorite memories of of my last uh, my final foray into college. Uh, to finish school was um, oh, a young woman sitting on the the lawn of the quad, if you like, between um, the art buildings and um, the education buildings, um, with her back against a, a big fir tree, uh, strumming a ukulele to Hotel California. <laughs> nice. It was really, really good. It made uh-huh. me want to. It made me want to learn it. So, mm. and George Harrison, of course, was a, a big aficionado, and that's how he ended his life. Was you know, just that's what he wanted to play. Oh, the, <laughs> at the end of his life, that that was the instrument that caught his ear most. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you'd like uh, to send us an email with your tips on how to help a, a, a teething toddler, <laughs> a teething then, toddler, uh, yeah, please send that email to pros <laughs> at it's just called two brothers dot com. Yeah. Or you can tweet those suggestions to at IJC2B. Then you blog every day at MarcusHarwell.com. Yeah, I do. And sometimes, like yesterday, I just do the picture and I say, hey, mm-hmm. I didn't have time to do anything but the picture. Hey, the muse strikes when it strikes. <laughs> well, um, honestly, I was I had to work and then we did a game night. So a lot of people were here. And then mm-hmm. I just, uh, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, was, yeah. <laughs> I had nothing to write before yeah. a long day's journey into midnight. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I'm going to go cuddle a little girl yeah. and see if I can uh, calm her. Yeah, and, do that. Uh, help her get to sleep. Yeah. I'm going to. Uh...